0: All right, class, settle down, settle down. John, get off the cell phone. All right, now before I take roll, I have an announcement to make. Warning, this podcast contains vulgar language, mature themes, horny teenagers. Hey, Max, stop feeling up Jenny. Get to your seat. Get back to your seat now. Come on. Mass teachers, insanity, and plot holes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Alex, get off the desk.
1: Bye. Fujisawa Sensei teaches us how to use a condom.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spark and View. I'm your host Zahn and with me today is Moonstone from the Animators. That's all I got. A very interesting podcast I <laughs> must say. <laughs>
1: have you actually it's listened of, to a show? It's one of the ones. I don't blame you if you haven't.
0: <laughs> no I actually have. You're one of five podcasts I listen to on my night shifts because you guys are the only things that keep me up because I'm it's like 2 in the morning I'm like what am I going to listen to I gotta listen to something I gotta listen to either it's going to be Fast Karate it's going to be mentors, it's going to be Fight Bait or it's going to be greatest movie ever uh, good selection uh, I got some other stuff I listen to too but that stuff has nothing to do with anime or gaming none Exactly. None whatsoever. But anyway, we're getting, a little, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. Spark Society, that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode, I'll review one or two manga depending on the situation. If I have a co-host like I do today, or if I'm just in the fucking mood for it. And I'll just tell you some of the information about it. That way you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool and it sucks. Perfect example is I went to the bookstore and I saw a manga which said, A Light in the Dark. I was like, ooh, this looks good. I opened it up had hentai in it and not good hentai i'm talking yaoi
1: oh babe
0: no 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 like i'm talking like um what is that series called uh blah uh the one where the two guys go- well anyway i'm not even gonna talk about it. it's like my ex-girlfriend read but it was just horrible just looking i was like oh god, gravitation? god. no 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 gravitation isn't bad okay. this is that's a shonen eye, and it, it's it's one of my i like the series it's not bad but i'm talking like hardcore like guy getting his cock ripped off and it was just disgusting. What? Was like, oh god. Yeah, so I just put it back slowly and then I said I'm going to go wash my eyes out with acid. <laughs> but if I had a podcast that I could listen to, I'd know to avoid that. But now I know and now I can tell people Annoying to avoid shit is like that. So it's the not bed. a problem. GI Joe.
1: Oh, did you see that movie GI Joe? <laughs> I am the only one that thought it was the greatest movie I've seen all year. Forget District 9, forget, I don't know, forget Iron Man, all that other stuff. G.I. Joe was awesome.
0: No, I liked G.I. Joe. It was a popcorn movie. You could walk in, you watch it, you turn your brain off. There was nothing heavy about it. It was a a movie to to sell toys. The only complaint I had was Destro looked freaking retarded at the ending, and so did Cobra Commander, the voice I didn't like. I would have preferred to have that raspy...
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have the same idea, because everyone seems to be thinking that it's some serious business, or... It's made to sell toys to kids. And you know what? It made up for Transformers 2. So I was happy.
0: Transformers 2 I liked. The only thing I didn't like was it had too much of the human characters. I mean, it's cool to have the human characters, but I came to see giant robots beating the crap out of each other. And I was not disappointed with Optimus beating the hell out of Blackout and Starscream Mm. and Megatron. That scene was awesome. That was
1: great. I mean, there was more than the first movie, but still, Mm. I didn't need Sam's college antics.
0: Yeah, that whole scene I was... I saw it a second time. I said, okay, I can walk out now. And I went to the bathroom for 10 minutes, got popcorn, came back, it was over. I was like, cool. I didn't miss much. <laughs> that has nothing to do. Yeah. Has nothing to do with giant robots. It
1: has everything to do with giant robots, but nothing that's to do with manga. Little... Well, that's kind of paradoxical, because manga is all about giant robots. Even when you don't think it is, there's a robot yeah. somewhere.
0: And there is a Transformers manga, actually. Yeah, well, I'm going on manga on the loose sense that manga is also comics.
1: Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I, I found an X-Men and, and the manga where comedy. all of them are like shown an eye X-Men. I wanted to shoot myself.
0: Oh, I've heard of them. It kind of sucks when you do that, when you have a character who's already established, and what you do is you, let's make them all fruity and gay and make them all la-la-la, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, for Anime 3000, which I write, well, I used to write, I'm, I'm on hiatus right now, but I reviewed Wolverine, the new X-Men uh, oh. where he's an emo teenager. Oh, the prodigal like, son? This is the worst thing possible. Yes. I am
1: so sorry.
0: No, it, was, it wasn't it was bad, but I was like, this is just really crappy. I mean, I like some of the things they did, but it's really crappy. You can read that article on anime3000.com. It's all the way in the back because I haven't written something in a while. Just I've had kind of issues at home with my brother and
1: blah. Anyway, uh.
0: we're getting depressing. We're getting a little bit sad. So what is new with you? What is new in the life of Moonstone <laughs> not much
1: um getting ready to go to college uh that's yeah, I'm a bit nervous, but you know i'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean getting time to try living on my own'll it'll be it'll be an experience, and yeah, just just need to go take the first step and then i think I'll adapt, but you know, packing up for it and saying goodbye to everyone, I had a friend going off to boot camp, and people are going all over the place, so it'll be different, but I mean, we can still keep in contact so. I don't
0: know. Yeah, no. College is a great experience. Um you dorming or are you staying at home? I'm do um I'm going to dorm. Okay, yes. And you'll have fun and have lots of abandoned insanity. <laughs> Just the thing I learned, you need to bring aqua socks. Aqua socks. They're those slippers that you put on in the pool so you don't get fungus and stuff on your feet. You're going to need it or get the flip-flops. Really? <laughs> A roommate of mine, well, suffice to say, he walked around barefoot in the bathrooms and well, the less said the better.
1: <laughs> oh, I gotcha.
0: Yeah. But, that's yeah. about it. Uh, so. Yeah, so that's cool, that's cool, and congratulations on ha- going for a higher education, that's something that some kids don't do, and, you know. Mm-hmm. I know, I've heard that I it's the best route to go,
1: and, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'd like to think I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm in the yeah. honors dorm. I have three honors classes and stuff, so
0: it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, no. The main thing is just well. The other thing I would impart to you. It's too late now. Is always take classes after twelve o'clock.
1: Oh yes, I. Yeah, you could sleep in. I am. My earliest class is at like ten thirty, I think, and that's only on Mondays and Wednesdays.
0: Good man. Good <laughs> man. I I learned that the hard way. My first class, my first semester was at. Seven a m and ooh, oh. it was horrible, ah thats the oh, worst like thing it. was my I missed the first week of classes that first year,
1: <laughs> oh God,
0: no, 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 long story short, I went on vacation to Puerto Rico, lovely area, it's cool to visit, and what happened was it was during a tropical storm, so all things all flights out were cancelled. So I couldn't get off the island for a week. <laughs> So I missed most of my first... Oh, wow. So I missed my first week of classes. I was completely behind. It sucked. I mean, on the plus side, they gave me some allowances, and also I was able to fly first class, first time in my life. Oh, that, that's good. That was a lot of fun. I mean, did they, so did they let September you 11, make up so work and stuff,
1: or they were just like, oh, tough luck?
0: No, they said, okay, here's a deal, here's this. We won't count you for your first day, because okay. it's usually three skips and you're out. Yeah. But, and yes, this is actually topical to this episode because this is the back-to-school episode. Aha!
1: Nice segue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, a nice segue into this, that we are in the back-to-school, and unlike me, where I'm out of school and I'm occupying myself with playing Fallout 3, <laughs> which is inevitable because once the nuclear apocalypse happens, I'll know how to survive in the nuclear wastelands that are happening.
1: You'll be ready to fight those skinless zombies and crab monsters and raiders?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean... I think everyone, in, in once you go to college, you obtain all this knowledge, but then suddenly you're wondering, well, what am I going to do with this knowledge? I mean, of course I can get a job, but what happens if something horrific happens, like some nuclear war or some horrific thing, and suddenly get weird ideas and you talk to crazy people who are stoned, but that's neither here nor there? And what happens is you go just fucking crazy and you just... Are getting plans together for nuclear fallouts and things like that. And zombie apocalypses, regular apocalypses, pandemics, epidemics are truly horrific events to happen. Uh, and then you just are uh, wait for that to happen. Like I knew one guy who he's a huge Romero fan. He's waiting for Ugh. the zombie apocalypse. Like he bought their zombie apocalypse survival guide and he's got a machete in his room. He's like, I'm just waiting. I know if he turns into a zombie, I'm killing him first.
1: Every good male has a zombie apocalypse backup plan. I'm still working the Very kinks true. in mine, but you know, I got I got a layout. I'm ready.
0: My my plan works if they're the slow n- zombies cuz those ones they just encompass you but they're slow. So you can run away, oh, take, yeah. a breather, run away take a breather. Oh yeah. The the dead zombies, those are hard. Yeah, the ones like this 28 days later those super fast mm-hmm. zombies that those are just too well, you know, but realistically what's probably going to happen is that I'm going to become one of the horde and die immediately, which is kind of sucky, but what are you gonna do? Oh uh, well. Either way, <laughs> this isn't zombie talk. That's that's actually for the Halloween thing for next month, where we're actually gonna have all just horror manga, which is gonna be pretty cool. But either oh, way, be cool. so yes. Yeah. So as for news in the manga world, yeah, uh, there's not much in the manga world. Just well, nothing. There's nothing really worth. Just something got made into a live action series or something. I wasn't paying attention. It's nothing noteworthy lately, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be just you'd see something, you'd know what it is. Now just like, okay, we're, we're now going to explain that <laughs> this artist, he just got a toe transplant. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, All right, the, and this, the ink colorist of Super Adventures of Moe Neko-chan got appendix surgery and won't be able to continue until next month.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just such stupid stuff. It's like, yes, oh no, unfortunately, due to certain reasons... Young jump can no longer print in red, so now they have to use blue. Oh no! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yes. What am I gonna do? For they're gonna have blue blood now. No. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna have to color it all red. I can't do it. Yeah. No. It's not like they're supposed to be black and white. No. Oh no. They have to have color in it. <laughs> just there's no freaking, this news has gotten
1: so bad, I mean. It seems to be a trend uh, the past few months. Uh, very rarely something exciting happens.
0: Yeah, the only thing that's gonna be really big I know is when Miyazaki dies. That's gonna be, I mean, it's gonna be a travesty. And yeah. It's gonna be a very sad day. But that's gonna be like the biggest, or when Clamp Disbands. I don't know, They they, a bunch they make of too much fangirls. money to
1: I think they'll stick together, but I don't know. Maybe something'll no, happen.
0: No, I think because they're gonna. I think they're gonna pull Beatles, and I know all the Yaoi fan girls are gonna be like, Oh no! Oh no! I can't read
2: how Sakura's brother and Sakura are gonna hook
1: up! Oh no! Uh, the most tragic oh, wow. thing that I have experienced was Kaoru Kurimoto passing away. You know who she was? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the day I found out about that was the day that I ordered the first five books of Guin Saga. I still haven't read them yet, because I know it's not going to get an ending.
0: Yeah, it's a shame when an author of that notoriety and quality passes on before her life's work is even done. It really is a shame. I have the first actual novels of Goon Saga, so it's like kind of like, okay, what are you going to do? I mean, there's 200 volumes, so it's. I think they're going to pull like a Conan thing where another writer's just going to try and figure out what the hell they're going to do.
1: I hope so, or maybe they have I mean, something like the Tolkien Society, you know, a bunch of people come together and think what would be best, or something like that.
0: Or worse comes to worst, it's like Phoenix, where there is no resolution, <laughs> or you don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened, you're just like, Tezuka had a plan, he's gonna do it all weird and have the first chapter is the beginning, the second chapter is the end of the series, and then we're gonna keep moving around, then the last chapter he's gonna do is the middle, and then he's gonna die, so he- and he's not gonna write down what the middle is, so we don't know what the hell bridges everything together. <laughs> Brilliant! Brilliant! You know what is brilliant? (laughs) Either way. Toru Fujisawa is brilliant. And that's a nice segue into (laughs) what we're doing, because today we're actually covering two mangas both written by Toru Fujisawa, and this man is a sick individual who creates disturbing and genius stuff. It's weird how he pulls it off at the same time. Yeah, yeah and he's just so... I don't know, it seems like he's either a really horny teenager or he's a just sick old man. I think he's somewhere in the middle. It just Sometimes the artwork is really detailed and very complex, and other times it's simple and just very odd-looking. But it has this weird appeal to it, which is just a little confusing at times. But, hey, it's cool. Yeah, and you were saying he has...
1: Oh, he's aware. He's not just pulling jokes f- to be dirty, because they all have like a setup and a punchline. So, I don't, I don't think he's just some pervy guy. I think he knows, he's just catering to a certain audience.
0: Oh, the guys who have giant penises and hug them in sadness? <laughs> hey, I laughed. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- that's the best scene in in the film. <laughs> Whose virginity will I take? There, there, don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> yeah. You'll get to come out soon. Then
1: you have the kid in the background like, Mommy, oh, what's yes. that? <laughs> <Just> look away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For those of you who think, Oh, Toru Fujisawa sounds very familiar. I reviewed him earlier in episode 50 because he is the creator of Great Teacher Onizuka. And, well, that's what you're going to be reviewing today. Sort of, right? Sort of.
1: Yeah, it feels a lot like GTO. Um,
0: yes. Um, so, since we're that way, so what are right. you reviewing today?
1: I have... Shonen Junai Gumi, or, you know, as it's domesticated over here when Tokyopop brought it over, GTO The Early Years. And it's the entire story of Danma Ryuji and Akichi Onizuka, and you might recognize Onizuka from Great Teacher Onizuka. And it's the story from him in high school, and I'm not exactly sure where it ends, because much to my chagrin, I didn't actually finish the entire thing, but I would love to. Anyways all about them, and they, Ryuji and Onizuka, form this pair called the Onibaku, or Demon Explosion Duo. And they're legendary, because high schoolers, you know, have a reputation in Japan, apparently, because this seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of manga. But that aside, you know, just taking logic out the window, they are two 16-year-olds, which looks like they're about 20, and every time someone comes to step on their turf or mess around with them, they beat him nigh to death. And that's how they solve all their problems. The manga opens up. You don't actually get to see them beat up anybody in the opening, but you get to see them get kicked out of school. And that kick starts their adventure. And it's going to be a grandiose scheme. It's going to be some epic manga. What are they going to do? They're going to go start a gang and get some. Like true teenagers.
0: The true Lofty Go. <laughs> the true Lofty Go.
1: <laughs> what, what they all aspire to. And they go out. As soon as this opens up, you got them leaving school. And what do you do to start off your badass journey of getting some? You go to the hair salon. I just love I love the dichotomy of having them like, Oh, we got kicked out of school, and we're going to go be awesome badasses. The next scene, they're sitting in a salon
0: getting their hair done. When I saw that picture, I was just kind of disturbed. I was just like, what the hell? It's kind of... Because the one guy's uh, Ryuji's in braids and... Yeah. <laughs> Onizuka has the, the puff on his head and I was like, what are they getting? You
1: see, what they're getting is the trendiest styles, so they can get all the girls all up bonds Because they're studying, even though they may seem like stupid people, they know. Because what they're going to do is they're going to get the trendiest hairstyles, they're going to get all the trendiest clothes, and they're going to get a job at the beach. Because what's at the beach? Girls in bikinis. And what do girls in bikinis want? They want men, and they're going to be those men. So, they get a job at the beach, they work as, like, these little waiters, and when they arrive there, I love the one panel that opens up and it says, Whoa, look at all that!" there's only a bunch of girls here! And then there's a little sign note that says, there's actually males, but to them, they're invisible. He pulls that joke a lot. I know, I know- I know that he does, but it still makes me laugh. But they arrive, and they find these two girls getting picked on, in their fashion, you know, being the delinquents and the demon explosion duo that they are. They go and kick their ass. And then the girls come like, oh, you saved us, you're so manly! And then they, of course, aren't gonna deny to get together with them, and they quickly make friends with these two girls named Ayumi and Mariko. And uh, they gotta pull some strings, because these girls, they're, they're pretty attractive, And they, but they seem like they're a little old for their taste, so... They say that they're Kyoto me- med students. And the two girls say they're um, Tokyo University students. They're sophomores, to be specific. And Mariko is all about getting some. And she's all up on Onizuka. But Ayumi has some suspicions. So she asks them to prove that they're med students. What does Onizuka do? Being the genius he is, he combines a bunch of English words that he knows to make up some medical terminology. And fools them both rather well. So, I to get together with these two girls. And... Ayumi seems to be a little aloof to getting together with them, but Ryuji goes to comfort her in the form
0: of an octopus outfit. I laughed pretty hard. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, that was just kind of just. What the fuck? Where'd the octopus costume come from? But then I remembered it's. Fujisawa. But what just happened? If you know, there was this one one thing
1: I skipped over is that as soon as the first chapter opens up, there's like a picture of Onizuka, and then it goes. Well, they have this for all the main characters. It goes over like their skills and their interests and stuff. Onizuka's skills are wearing an octopus suit while jerking off and fishing with his leg hair.
0: Brilliant. So I'm astonished by that. Just Fujisawa I, is a genius. Anyway. <laughs> so
1: you have Ayumi leaves, you know, she's all upset, Ryuji comes up, tries to comfort her, and then eventually they have a fun time, and you know, they have a bunch of hijinks and they end up at this one disco joint, and eventually they all get together and Mariko says, hey Onizuka, you wanna go to my room? And Onizuka is not gonna deny it, and he's like, oh man, we're gonna get some today, score! So then Ryuji and Ayumi get together, and they head off to bed, and, you know, the whole story is about them getting some. So you know something's gonna happen. As soon as they get there, well, they, they're they prepared, they have condoms, they're ready. And uh, the two girls are waiting. And then, as soon as they get in, you know, they move in. Tension rises, you can feel it, the, t- the drama. is beginning. But then they both chicken out, yes. same time. And Onizuka gets this, I don't know what happened. Stomach cramp gas or something, he runs out. And then as soon as he runs out of the door, he sees Ryuji standing there, and they both look at each other, I'm like, you two? Yeah, so, I like that because it brings out that even though these guys are just perverts looking to get, so they, they have a conscience, I guess, because they're not, they're not going to take advantage of two girls, even though that's what they say they're going to do. And, you know, it brings up, I guess, you know, if you were turned off from the characters at the start, like, maybe you thought they were just perverts, they redeem themselves in that sense, and that happens throughout the entire series. And, you know, even into great teacher Onizuka, he he still retains that heart of gold, but he still has the mind of a pervert type of thing. And what happens after that is they run to a bathroom stall and proceed to beat up the guy that was in there, and then eventually they come out looking all badass in their Oni Baku getup, and then proceed to beat up the guys that. Come to say, hey, you punched me. Go beat up these two guys. And of course, you know, being the two of them are 16 year olds of superhuman strength, they take out a group of five people with no trouble at all. And thus ends their first adventure. And they go back home and proceed to have, seemingly, I think they were having a circle jerk session. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. But regardless, the first chapter I ends. I don't know. <laughs> they're still virgins. And wacky hijinks ensue. So that's your teaser the first chapter and that pretty much lays the groundwork for how the rest is going to go but the next four chapters still have some main storyline into it because what happens is they get transferred to a new school and they both show up and they see that ayumi and mariko the two girls that they abandoned are the girls that they left so they're going to be teachers there and they're actually their homeroom teachers What's gonna happen? Whoa! So they have all these crazy hijinks. jinks, <laughs> And, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, because that that's like the main premise, and you get to see Yumi and Mariko appear sporadically throughout the a bits to the first volume, and they still come back for, you know, storyline purposes, and because they're their teachers, they gotta come back. And you can see that even though Ryuji... Uh, Ryuji left Ayumi and it was revealed that Ayumi has some tragic past and I don't want to give away any details but you can, there's some feelings between Ryuji and Ayumi even though they're nine years apart or something like that and Onizuka still goes on to be seemingly the comedy relief of the entire time because there's one scene in specific where he's about to get raped by a 300 pound man of muscle <laughs> that scene was pretty funny and, whereas Ryuji is off with a Yumi, you know, and they're having a heartfelt moment, and then the next page is Onizuka trying to avoid getting butt-raped. And I think the way this builds it up is that Onizuka is the crazy, like, he's the bad guy in a sense, but he still he still has that conscience, like I mentioned. They don't, They don't go out for girls for the sake of going after girls. They are looking for some, but they're not going to take advantage of women. And Ryuji, I feel, has a better conscience in that respect, because Onizuka has no gripes with pulling strings to try and get closer to somebody. Like, later on in um, the second volume, he leaves Ryuji to go off with this one girl, and it turns out that girl has an STD that can be transferred by lip contact. I'm not sure how that works, but... And Ryuji is yeah. staying with the other girl, and they're kind of talking over And You know, even though I love Great Teacher Onizuka... I gotta say, I love Ryuji. Ryuji is my favorite character in this already, because I think I can relate a lot to him. Not in the fact that, you know, I don't go around chasing one like, woohoo, we're gonna go get some, but he's still, he's smart. Even though he, he can act like a jerk, but he only does it because he's with Onizuka for the most part, and I want to say Onizuka's an idiot he probably is but Ryuji has a he has a good head on his shoulders and he's the guy that keeps Onizuka from getting into too much trouble and the rest of the series pretty much culminates into you got about maybe one two or three chapter long story arcs where there there's like some girl introduced they go and try to get with the girl something happens so they can't get with the girl and then they move on to another person and that's pretty much what happens, and it gets very formulaic because that happened at the start of GTO. Like, they had that little, I think it was like the first 10 chapters or so, maybe smaller than that. But, even though it's the same thing, it's still enjoyable, especially for me, because it's, even though it's perverted humor, it's done tastefully. You know, like I <laughs> we mentioned that the uh, there's one panel when they have boners, aside, like, you know, up to their heads. And they're hugging. I'm like, oh, don't worry, you get to come out later. And there's a part where a stingray chomps on it, chomps on his dick. And uh, I'm trying to remember some other funny scenes. You know, there's plenty of erection shots, to put it bluntly. I'm sure there's at least three every every chapter. And the jokes with them, they're they're well. You know, most of them is just them being retarded, and then they snap and start beating the crap out of the guys. But you know, if if it's not your cup of tea. It's not gonna change anytime soon. So, for that, I'm gonna give it a four, or as it's called, you know, borrow it from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky, because it's the same thing, but it's still enjoyable. And if you're in the mindset for it, because if you're looking for a deep story, there are some really, like, you know, good morality lessons to learn from this. But, yeah, there's still, he throws in all those dirty jokes, and I can see someone getting turned off. Very fast, especially when it opens up with, you know, a boner joke and then something about boobs and, you know, jerking off. You know, it's very, you know, American Pie, date movie, scary movie type of humor. And if it's not your thing, yeah, yeah, it might turn you off. So, I love it, but... it seems pretty Hmm? cool.
0: No, it seems like you really enjoy it.
1: I, I love it, but, you know... For me, it would be a five, but I don't—I don't think I could recommend it to other people. It, it really depends if you're in—you know—into that thing. You know, I pre- maybe because I read GTO, and GTO is a lot tamer than this. And I feel that if someone goes into this looking for GTO kind of stuff, you know, even though there's those dirty jokes, it's kind of overboard. At this, you know, every chapter. So, someone can get turned off. But I'm sure if they've liked GTO, they'd enjoy something like this. But if you haven't, yeah.
0: I'd suggest going to something else. Yeah, the one thing I also noticed is that when you look at this compared to GTO, because this did come first, you could see the progression of his arc because it's a lot less detailed in this than it was later on.
1: Oh, yeah, that's very true.
0: Yeah, because this is still him when he was younger. But still, I definitely have to check more, because I have the first two volumes i want to get the rest of it but i was kind of like uh the thing is i already know because you shouldn't read this i mean you can't read after you read gto but gto spoils everything that happened in you know, like you know that some yeah. of the characters who were in this what happened to them so it's kind of like okay you're reading about the futility of this character who was trying to get laid he never got laid and this other character got a girlfriend you're like what what am i gonna do but I know, that's why it seems... <sighs> it seems,
1: like, really redundant when you go back to it, because, like I mentioned, it starts off with them trying to get some, and they don't, and that's what every single chapter is. And if you know GTO, you know he's not going to get any. So it's like... I, I Like I said, you just have to be in the mindset for what you're reading. And I think it would be really well if someone read this first and then gto but because tokyo pop advertises it as gto the early years someone's gonna see gto first and think oh i have to know this and then this is the prequel you know like this it'll seem like it's just something that they did after gto because for the longest time that's what i thought it was i thought he ran out of story for gto so he went back and did a prequel and it wasn't until later i found out that it was actually the first thing he did with onizuka in it but it kind of ruins the story when you know what's gonna
0: happen yeah, I mean, uh, Fujisawa went back and he actually did a new GTO series. He's working on it now, which I've been reading. That's it takes place in the middle of the series. Oh, is but that the fourteen it's days thing? Different and it works.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, the, it's pretty good. The fourteen days it explains what happened during the time when he was uh, after he got shot, mm-hmm. which was a long, long, which is like the fourth chapter and. 26 volume series but uh yeah not to mention that the early years has like 31 volumes but they're big volumes they're not little like they're like two mangas in one which I oh yeah because
1: yeah tokyo pop did bundle them together so i guess yeah i guess that's all i gotta say just be in the mindset check it out if you're interested if you like gto but it can get redundant
0: so what I'm going to be reviewing, if you remember, from the last episode I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I am going to be reviewing a different Toro Fujisawa series. And this one, actually, he did after GTO. And it's actually similar to Great Teacher Onizuka, but not. And what am I reviewing? Common Teacher. Sounds exciting. Oh, oh, it's pretty cool. And it opens up where you see a guy who's pretty much riding on the subway, and introduces him. And this is the main character. Araki Gota, he's this guy who recently got hired to work at the public high school, Kyokuran of Tachiban, as a history teacher. And he's he's on the train, he's reading a magazine, talking to the magazine, and it says, oh, well, he enjoys taking care of his body and cutting photos of idols in magazines. He's looking at this idol magazine, he's just like, you're so beautiful, I love you so much. And he's got spiky black hair, and these kids bump into him and knock over the magazine is step on, he's like, What are you guys doing? It's like stupid pervert and you just see him kinda clench his eye and he's like, It's horrible what you did. And then you see the title page, common teacher, and then shows later, you see the three guys in a dumpster, beaten up for some weird reason. Interesting. Don't know why, but they got the crap beat out of them. <laughs> and you see um and you also saw a guy on a motorcycle in a mask appear for no reason. And you see on the train the guy sitting there with the magazine saying, I'm sorry they hurt you like that, my dear. Uh, They won't mess with you anymore. So, anyway, what happens is he attends this school. Now, the thing is, this school is nicknamed Tokyo's Cemetery of Ferraru. There's 476 students, and 80% of them are problem students. (laughs) And it's got the highest rate of teachers quitting in the school district. So you could imagine that this place is a lovely place to work. Like, um... If you remember from the first issue of GTO, that school mm-hmm. with that class, imagine a class of that mixed with Cromarty High School mixed with <laughs> Fists of the North Star Thugs. <laughs> That's what the school is like. This sounds amazing. <laughs> and so you have this class which is the breeding experiment of so many strange things that it's astronomically impossible for this class to even exist and how cruel and inhumane they are oh no 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 so he gets in and as he's talking in his internal monologue he's going he's like well me and this other teacher we're going to be working really hard at this school so he gets hired and he introduced himself to the other teachers and whacks his head against the table. Because he's very energetic, very polite. And seems essentially be making an ass of himself with how just energetic and happy he is. Like, it's my first day of school. I'm going to do really good. I'm going to be the best teacher there is, And you're all going to be so proud of me. And... Gush! Oh, sorry. I didn't mean... I, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm bleeding now. Oh, no. And he's like... Gush! He's like, oh. Um, and he meets this girl teacher. Her name is Ichimura Miki. Well, we can guess she's a love interest. Because he's like she's hot, she's beautiful, and she says oh well you shouldn't really be excited because they'll beat you, the students are evil, so on and so forth, and she's very well, she states straight up, well I'm quitting at the end of the month because this place is a little too intense for me and I'm going to be going to a job with more normal students, and she's kinda of lost her enthusiasm for teaching which is a shame because she seems like she used to love the job and she doesn't, and what happens is that gota is very thinking about this like this girl's really cute it's a shame she's leaving but wait what if i take my class and i could make my class better maybe she'll stay and maybe i can hook up with her very gto-esque mentality at this point so he's saying this he's daydreaming in front of his classroom and this guy's sitting out there and he starts laughing maniacally and the guy's like what the hell are you doing he's like i'm teaching my class and the guy cracks him in the jaw Knocks the teacher out onto the ground. So this already, you know that this is going to be fucked up class. So he walks into the classroom, and you have a bunch of just hooligans just sitting there. And they're just playing mahjong, smoking, and they're saying, Who the hell is this? Oh, he's got an attendance board. He's the new teacher. And he's like, Hi, I'm Araki Goda. I'm your new history teacher and your homeroom teacher. And they're not listening to him. And he does, unlike GTO, where GTO just didn't do anything, you see him, he slams his... Hand against the blackboard and says, Hey, pay attention, I'm talking here. And so you think, Oh, well, they're gonna do something. And we see one of them gets up, the one who was giving him problems gets up and he reaches his hand out to shake his hand. Now, if you remember in GTO, the mm-hmm. guy shook GTO's hand and spit in his face. Similar situation, but completely different results. And that's not what happened here. The guy grabs Gota's hand with one hand. Guess what he does? Judo chops him. Close. He uppercuts him in the face with the other arm. Out the window. So you're like, whoa, this is pretty bad. And this, as he's, he climbs back through the window, he's like, whoa, this is kind of bad. And he's talking to them and trying to get their attention. They don't listen to a word he says. So then, as he cracks his jaw, knocks him out. The, you see the other teachers are talking. And they're saying, what's this about there being an assistant teacher oh he has a secondary teacher who's there who's gonna be there for some reason And you see a bag by the teacher's desk this other teacher's desk and she notices there's a helmet inside what the (laughs) hell's going on so anyway they give shit to this this teacher and well he ends up getting beat up again and then you see about two hours later and you see this weird guy walking down the halls guys wearing a black suit black shirt Leather gloves, and he has a mask on. Now I'm not talking like a like a domino mask. I'm talking like a full helmet,
1: like a common rider. Where you can't helmet. see his face.
0: Yes, he's wearing a common rider helmet, and he walks into the classroom <sighs> and says, "So this is the class that I'm going to be in that I have to deal with you punks for." And like. Who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm your assistant teacher, Jumanji Hayato. And and he has a soccer ball in his hand. He's like, And you're the guys who are giving problems? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to be teaching you guys a special supplementary lesson. And they're like, What are you going to teach us? There's these four guys. He grabs the ball. He's like, Well, I'm going to be teaching you fighting for side Kicks the ball. You see the soccer ball just go around and whack all their cigarettes out of their mouth. <laughs> and they say, Well, why should we do this? Well, it's in the gym and you guys have any weapon you want. So these guys are like, well, we're gonna kick your ass! So they go into the gym, he decimates them with just the soccer ball, beats them, and as he's kicking their asses, as they're making fun of him, he takes out a razor, and carves in their forehead, in their hair, K-T. Ah! Uh,
1: <laughs> of course,
0: for common teacher. Yes, and so, suffice to say, this mysterious teacher is showing up who helps and saves the day, and it's pretty Weird because the next day, of course, God is back in class and he's all like, Oh, well, oh, I see there's more students in here. And the students are flipping out because, Oh, no, these their four minions have uh they've shaved their heads for some reason. Why? Well, why? Uh, because the, the assistant teacher kicked our asses, and after kicking our asses, he decided to shave KT into our foreheads, so we had to shave off all our hair or else people would make fun of us. And then, of course, he He's saying, oh, you should listen to Hayato-kun. He'll teach you how to do the right thing, and if you do the right thing, it'll be like monks. And immediately, the guy who first punched him tries to hit him again and connects with him, but as he's flying towards the window, he does a backflip and says, I let you hit me the first time. You see, me and Hayato have gone to every school together. We go to a school, we go to another school. And we're specialists at reforming misguided delinquents. And they're like... Well, fine. We'll kick your assistant teacher's ass. Here, where are we going to meet him? Oh, he's right outside. They run outside, and then suddenly, they see Hayato on a Segway. <laughs> with a basketball. So you're like, what the hell? So they follow him, and he proceeds to kick their ass. And then instead, the ones who shave their heads, he pulls out a marker and puts KT on their heads. So... At this point, you're probably really fucking confused, because I've been kind of... Inib- but that's how it is. You don't know what the deal is with Jumanji Hayato and Araki Gota. From what you hear from the teachers, you find out that there is this program that some of the teachers know about. That's It's like a myth called the Common Teacher Program, this Problem School Correction Program. And what happens is it appears at troubled schools, and there are these rumored mass teachers who dive into troubled water bad schools, and they're like these saviors who come in and fix the school's pr- issues and they're from all the way from Hokkaido and then to Kyushu, they're everywhere and there's male and female teachers and they're in sets of two like you'll have the teacher and then you have the assistant teacher and the assistant teacher is the common teacher who saves the day and the names of the special teachers are all something from Tensei Hongo who is a creative Common Writer, or Dan Moroboshi the guy who made Ultra 7 and they're these names that make them sound like a sort of superhero and they pretty much beat the shit out of the problem students and then try to return light to the schools which are forsaken and that's pretty much the premise of the whole manga what happens is that the problem students will try to run out and beat hayato and he just will kick their asses and just kind of run away riding on his motorcycle or disappearing and by the end of the first volume you have these kids who were expelled appear and they're going to cause problems to the school and they're going to beat the shit out of Hayato or try to and the last scene is you see who Hayato is.
1: It's the guy from the train. And will I tell you who
0: he is? I'm not telling you who he is. <laughs> I mean I could, but No. Well, all right, I will tell you who Hayato is if you can't already guess. Hayato is Onizuka. Gota. No, I thought it was Onizuka, but I was like, no, they're the same person. Because you think logically they're the same person, but there's so many things that throw you off. Like, there's a point when, after Gota gets his ass kicked the second time, what happens is, after he says, oh, you won't defeat me, I'm strong, blah, 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 the students attack him, and he runs away, and next you see him, he's sitting down. Well, I'll let you handle it, and he's talking to the motorcycle, and you see on the motorcycle, the helmet's on there. So it's like he's almost a split personality. And you also find out that there's they're identified by numbers. Like, he's known as number 10. And there's other groups. There's number 8, number 12, and they're all from different schools. And they all fight these evil students. And I like where it's going. It's a shame that it's not coming over here. And also, someone hasn't translated past chapter 7.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's intense just seeing him kick the shit out of the guys. It's like... Take out a lot of the comedy out of Onizuka, but leave just a little bit of it, like some sex jokes and some other jokes. Uh Throw in a little bit of Sentai, and that's what you have. This awesome series, and I mean, I could see this guy as Onizuka, like Onizuka as one of these characters who wears a mask and beats the shit out of someone and takes a mask, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm I'm not this guy. I'm not a fighter. I'm just a weakling who you can kick my ass. (laughs) And then as Hayato just beat the hell out of them with just... No problems happening at all. Mm-hmm. And I like where it's going. I mean, there's a lot of other little things that happen that are interesting, like each chapter is known as a battle, and also the other big thing is that you have this other teacher who's, like, in charge who's known as Kusanagi. And no, not related to the major from Ghost in the Shell, but he's a pretty unique character with a very mysterious presence about him and a very odd mentality of finding out what's going on. So, either way, so... So, for this manga, Common Teacher by Toru Fujisawa, I'm gonna be giving it the rating of... Borrow from a friend and don't return it unless offered Pocky. It was pretty good. Not... It was really good. It's just that I want to read more of it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it yeah. seemed really similar to GTO like at the start of it. But I can kind of see a progression of him. It seems that he's... Detracted from what you can, what you say from the from the perverted jokes as he goes on, because Shonen Junai Gumi is incredibly perverted. Then GTO, not so much, and Common Teacher seems to be a lot more of the violence.
0: You are right. There are a lot of parallels between GTO and Common Teacher, especially with some of the scenery, which is done the same. For example, both open up where the main character is traveling. Also, you have the fact that you have that iconic scene when he's. Shaking the hand of the student, and the student spits in his face in GTO, and in common teacher, he punches him in the face. But, yeah, it seems like he wants to stay away from the violence, but keep that element of fixing things and making things better. And I like that about it. Yeah. And I like the fact that you have, the you, you question the sanity of this guy. Like, you wonder, is he just insane? Is he a multiple personality? What's his deal? And can we find out more about what's going on? And it's about seven volumes, so... I would buy it if it came over here. I hope it would anyway. Oh, is it, is it finished? Yeah, it's done. It was only seven volumes. That was it. Oh, interesting. But only seven chapters, of, or seven quote-unquote battles, as each chapter is known as, has been released, scanlation-wise. Ah. Uh. I recommend it. You could check it out. at. You go to Baka Updates, they'll have lists of what websites have a translation of it, so that's kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I would want to go more about it, but like I said, I only was able to read one book of it and just... It speaks for itself. You have to read it just to see. Common teacher beat the hell out of these students who are bad. I don't condone teachers beating up their students, but these students, you want to see them get beaten. Yeah. Because they're like one step away from being underlings for the Yakuza or worse, mobsters. They're truly just horrific people who should be beaten and taught a lesson for their own good in order to better society. They're, they're bad. Like, some of the students in Onizuka, they're kind of bad, but these kids are, like, murderous bad. Like, they'll kill a teacher if they look at them the wrong way. It sounds like they need a good uh, whipping but... from a sentai wannabe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. If only teachers like this in Onizuka really existed, the world would be a better place. I know. If only. Suddenly, I picture a teacher doing that in real life, and in the news, teacher wears mask and beats up student. Now in jail. We have an exclusive interview.
1: I was inspired by them, them, their Japanese comic books. Congress now, now checking into the idea of banning manga. I would just love to see what. What you say, the police? Well, officer, what happened was that I was reading a Japanese comic, and it told me that in order to fight the
2: scourge of evil students which are in my school, I would need to don a mask and fight crime as a masked vigilante, fighting the good fight and defeating all of the evil
0: minions of Gozer. Uh Uh-huh. And what would possess you to think that your students are agents of Gozer? Because the manga told me so, and that's why I must... Become the superhero, Mass Takenuti,
2: and fight crime. Ha 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 ha! For example, one of my students did not answer a question correctly, and I defeated him with my mighty fist.
1: Uh Uh-huh. He just asked you a question? Well, he should have known the answer. You didn't have to break his arm! (laughs) He didn't put his name on the test, and I mean, you gotta know your Uh, name, so I figured, you know, maybe beat him up a bit. He'll remember it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, such beatings. And remember, kids, we don't condone teachers beating up students, even if the teachers are in the right. It shouldn't be right to beat any student up. Well, eh. Either way. So, I believe that's it for the reviews. And, well, before we get into the part everyone's waiting for, of course, you want to plug your podcast?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, The Anna mentors. I am Moonstone, I have my co-host Usagamaru on there, and we talk about whatever we feel like. Usually it tends to orientate around uh, anime, manga, movies, games, generally nerdy stuff. Uh, You can find it at TheMented.com, and I don't know, check it out if you're interested. We just just did a site update, a lot more user interactive. I'm still working out the kinks, but we have like a chat box on the side. And people can make their own blogs on there and stuff like that. And I already have two other podcasts I'm hosting on the website along with ours. So check it out. It's a cool place. I really got it.
0: Yeah, I like the new design of your site. It's a lot more user-friendly than it was. It's a lot better than mine. Mine's kind of... Yeah. But that's what I get for being for not paying for my own .com. I'm being hosted by Podbean. But they offer a pretty good package, though, for the price mm-hmm. I'm paying, which isn't bad. But yeah, so you can check out The Mented on the iTunes store. That's where I personally saw it, and I really enjoy checking out. It's really easy to do. Just click, and you're all set. I think it's also on the Zune store. Not entirely sure. But let me get on with this, and let me promote myself, because of course this is my podcast. But anyway, it's a little conceited. Anyway, so... If you want to check out older episodes and see site news on sparkin.podbean.com, or you can email me at spyrokin at gmail.com or zan.spyrokin at gmail.com. I am on Xbox Live under Zan Space Sparkin. Zan is with an X, not a Z. And, well, you can also call me 206-426-6665. That, again, is 206-426-MONK. And one other thing... Before I forget, we do have that contest coming on, which is the win five volumes of Dragon Ball Z for our 70th episode, which is the Dragon Ball episode. All you have to do to win. It's very easy. You just have to write in what is your name, what's your favorite podcast, and then explain who your favorite manga character is and why, and not just, he's cool. It's gotta be something interesting, like, I like Onizuka because he tells a girl that his... Penis is a black manta, something of that sort. I like Kenshiro because he punches people. In <laughs> That's that works. <laughs> Kenshiro is awesome because he punches people in the face and causes their heads to explode. It's truly awesome. But remember, guys, it's not like I want you to just write a huge essay. Just a couple of lines will be fine. But remember, you can't say that uh, Sosuke is your favorite character because he's gay. That doesn't work. <laughs> And anyone who writes Naruto, I will be very upset at you. It's gonna happen. Saying Naruto's your favorite character. <laughs> oh.
1: I don't know. I keep up to date with show it. over I'm a, I'm a bad person. I, know. Uh, I don't watch the anime. I, I, I can't stomach it. Uh, the manga is a pretty good pace, though.
0: The manga is not bad, I'm not gonna lie. The manga is entertaining. It's just filler arc centrals. They drive oh, me nuts. That's why Inuyasha drove me kind of crazy. It's like when a really popular series that you really enjoy, for example, Inuyasha, or since it's my favorite series of all time, we'll bring it up, Ranma has a filler arc, it makes you lose interest in the series, and just really makes you not want to watch the series ever again. Like, I'm a huge Ranma fan, I loved the first four seasons, but then they said, we're going to make fillers, and that just kind of killed the whole series. Yeah. They remade it, it'd be awesome, but... But that's my rants for another day about Ranma and my Takahashi yeah. obsession. Enough delays. They're what? in they're waiting in anticipation. Uh, they're about to explode. I know, uh, I know, I know they're waiting for it. That one thing which is important to them, <laughs> they won. The only the- That was actually really well done, (laughs) and that is the Wheel of Manga. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune I've designed with a bunch of skulls on it, which looks really creepy, and what happens is on the ten slots that are on there, I've assigned ten... Well, actually, I haven't. Moonstone has assigned ten mangas to each of the numbers, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the wheel, and whatever number it lands on, he's going to tell me what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, which is actually... Number 66, because this is 65. <gasps> I made a mistake earlier. But, oh well, I can, I can edit that with the power of editing. <laughs> and so no one will hear this. But anyway, let me spin to see what I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Monger Review. Not a good spin, but I'm going to be reading number 9. Number 9 is Buso Rankin. Buso Rankin? Oh, cool. I heard good and bad things about that series, but we'll see what happens.
1: Actually... Coincidentally, picked up the uh, first box set of the anime. I found it used for twenty bucks. Thirteen episodes. I'm not gonna complain, but that's
0: not bad. That's s-
1: still gotta watch it though. But, but yeah. I heard it's pretty much every anime stereotype thrown into one thing. So, yeah, either love it or you hate it. And the
0: villain is uh the monarch essentially. Okay. Does he have two henchmen who are just <laughs> really?
1: I I don't know if he A- does. Anyway,
0: I just ruined that that joke completely because my brain kind of stopped. It's okay. I uh, gotta love being up so long. Anyway, so... So, I think that's it for this episode. There's not much... I mean, we could rant on for 40 minutes, but I don't think you guys want to hear that. So... guess that's it for this episode. As usual, I please send me emails comments concerns rants raves definitely check out the mented; it's really worth it and it's a lot of fun thank you know you. Sarca- sarcasm podcast mm, but the rest is awesome so oh, thank funny.
1: you no problem i like i said I know i'm gonna
0: get hate from him oh no but... it'll,
1: it'll be funny trust me but like i said i'm really sorry about the delays but it was it was really fun
0: yeah no 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 thank you this is a Really good episode. Thanks mm. for coming on, and you're definitely welcome to come back. In. Oh, yeah. And, um, like I said, you're invited for the two episodes coming up. Big episode 69, the very special episode, and also for the Dragon Ball episode, episode 70.
1: Well, that's going to so, be exciting. Yeah, tr- and I'm sure I'll, I need to we'll pull some strings with Usagamaru. I'm sure we'd like to have you on a show sometime.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Tell me what it is, and I'll work something out when I can be there. Of course, I mean my schedule's kind of erratic, but you tell me with a week in advance, I mm-hmm. can work it out. That's the only yeah. thing. You just gotta give me a week. With college I can do starting,
1: it. we'll be able to have yeah, a more so, concrete schedule.
0: Cause me, I just my job. I it's a 24/7 job, so oh, you know yeah. they call me at two in the morning saying, "Hey, you want to come into work?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't want to get up right now, but I need the money, so okay." <laughs> uh, worse is they call me in the middle of things, like I'm I'm at a function or I'm at movies. Or worse is I was seeing I saw Ponyo, and they called me, which was actually kind of good and bad at the same time.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard mixed opinions about the movie, so
0: I still have yet to see it. No, I fi- no I saw. Oh, you did? No, I have the original Japanese one. Yeah, I have the original Japanese one. It's a good movie. In English, the flaps didn't match, but it wasn't bad. Mm. It wasn't bad. The, the voices weren't bad. And the infamous Ponyo song, they kept it, when you first hear it, the first part of it is actually the original singing with them doing a, a pretty good version of it, where they're singing it as close to the original Japanese song as possible, but then in the middle of the song they turn to that techno-pop audio uh. Uh, mixer. Yeah, so it's like the first half is redeemable, but then the ending is like, why... Just why? I don't to blame the, kids, the two you kids. Know? I don't blame. I don't blame Cyrus and Jonas. I blame the freaking Disney for ruining another Miyazaki thing. Uh, oh well. Oh well. Hopefully the next Miyazaki movie they don't butcher. But hopefully he lives long enough for that. Yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> either way this is another edition of the spark and monger view to all my listeners who are going back to school or have already started school i hope that you have a very good semester and remember sleeping in class is mandatory in order to become a very well-rounded individual in life and remember listen to this podcast whenever you have the chance it'll be worth it and will help you not crack under the pressure of all the stress from all the exams Anyway, my th- thanks again to my guest Moonstone, and as usual, I'm your host, Zahn. Thank you for listening, and we are
3: Gonsville. 顔を